welcome back to Star Girl Podcast. Today's episode is all about our favorite character, and we talked at length about this in a previous Season Zero episode. We're talking about Wildcat. This is Angie. And this is Lizzie. And I think we should just get right into it. Do you just want to talk about how much we love Yolanda Montez for like an hour? Is that fine? Is that cool? Do you think that's good content? Because I do. I'm perfectly fine with that. That that's all I need to talk about. Like I like I was predisposed. Like I thought I was gonna like her. And then the episode ended and I was like, I don't just like her. I love her. I wanna protect her. And I actually she made me like Corny more. Oh yeah? What do you mean? Because I felt like Corny like because most of her interactions have been with Pat and her mom and Mike and then she comes off so much as a teenager sometimes with Pat that you're like uh, please, please listen to Pat and things like that. But when she's with Yolanda, it's just a normal teenager with a friend. And then mm-hmm. I think that made Courtney more relatable too. Especially as Courtney got, I think the big moment of the episode was telling Yolanda what happened to you. It wasn't your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. He did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like that was a really big moment for Yolanda, but also for Courtney and like for the feminist message the show is trying to send. Yeah, I think it's a really big deal that Courtney finally has a friend. Like we're four episodes in and I feel like we're finally getting that like girl power like moment that we really like kind of craved from this kind of show. And like just going back to Yolanda's introduction that song that they had playing over her cute little montage at the beginning was so perfect like again I am so impressed by the music in this show and then adding on the feminist messaging of like this is not okay like what happened to you is not okay like you obviously like you know you made a mistake but it's not okay yeah, and then I think it's important that they made it not about just Henry. Like, at the end, it's another woman who sort of makes it worse. Um, mm-hmm. And I know Cindy's, like, a villain and all of that. But, like, I think it's a good message to send that even in the regular teenage kind of way, we can be mean and we can be evil to each other. Mm-hmm. And also, like... Uh, There's so much complications with families, especially ones that have more like conservative ideals, but really like punishing your kid that extensively for nude pics is a really great way of messing them up for good for a long time. Like punishing girls for their sexuality is not okay. Like, did she make a mistake? Yes. And like, does she deserve maybe like some grounding? Sure. But not being completely cut off from her family like I would argue that's a form of emotional abuse from her family honestly right and and it seems it it also does a good job of showing sort of like the generational divide like you can see the brother is not feeling the same way even though it was probably embarrassing for him as a kid in school um he's clearly not feeling the same way as his parents or his grandmother and there's a moment where her mom says something about like how long am I grounded and she's like until I say so and I was like that is so Latino that it hurts oh yeah like (laughs) it's like my mom has said those words uh it's like it's like that's just the way the culture is but I think in this in 
the whole point of this is to make it as the super conservative side of the culture, which mm -hmm. I understand. Um, they, there's so much about, especially immigrants and second or third generation, which I think Joanna would be, um, the parents and the grandparents kind of stay with like, these are values and you have to respect them. And they don't sometimes don't want to like go outside of what they feel are the values. And then there's also a lot of religion involved in all this kind of thinking. Um, mm -hmm. And though I appreciate that they did it. And I mean, I, I guess they had to do it. I really do hope that the family comes around at some point because God. Yeah, just tear it's she has like, clearly been i mean not to make a boxing pun but she's been like put through the ringer you know like right. she just really got knocked like that whole situation just knocked her out because uh, we when a dude texts you for nude pics with a praying hands emoji any text message with a praying hands emoji you need to be suspicious of right and he shouldn't have been pushing her number one Number two, and the most egregious thing that he did was showing them to others. Right. Like, that is the worst thing that happened in this episode. Like, I agree. By far. And I think that, you know, as much as we are kind of hating on Henry Jr. right now, we got to commend that actor for doing such a good job of making him so unlikable. Because I'm sure he's like a lovely young man in reality. <laughs> but I freaking hate henry jr like i'm hoping for the worst out of him i've seen no redeeming qualities about him whatsoever other than being a daddy's boy which really isn't that redeeming anyway honestly like get out <laughs> I, I now remember him like he managed that he like i will remember henry now not confusing him with anyone else because now i have feelings for him and they're not good feelings Exactly. I do I do think they were trying to give him at some points. I do think he was going for sort of like he felt sorry that this ended up going that way. He he had some looks that made it seem like he wasn't entirely happy with the way it all ended up, which means absolutely nothing to me, dude, because mm -hmm. you still did what you did. Though, I mean, it, I there's a step there that I think we're missing. Like, we know... Cindy had something to do with it. We know he was sort of, it seemed like he was showing his friends. Yeah. But we don't know how the picture got from that to Cindy being able to send everyone. Um, mm -hmm. So I think maybe they're leaving it a bit open to be like, well, Henry is not that bad. But like uh, after this episode, for me, Henry is really, really bad. So if you're going to try to pull that one on me, there's a lot of work to be done. Well, he, I Based on what we saw, he didn't uh, take any accountability for his actions. It doesn't right. look like he was punished by his parents. And it yeah. doesn't look like he, like, he didn't at all stand up for her. Like, obviously, he, like, yeah. went on to the next girl, which was Yolanda's, you know, concern that she talked about later with Courtney. But he didn't stick around. He didn't at all support her. And when something that like terrible happens to you as a young woman, you need all the support you can get. And so if she's not getting it from her family, we don't see any friends and we don't see like her significant other, you know, standing up for her in the face of this like terrible thing. So all around it just, I felt so bad for Yolanda. Right. But I think that's why I love her so much now. <laughs> 
like and honestly the school like it didn't feel like it, it kind of makes sense if they're all super villains because if you are not all super villains no one stood up for that girl no t-shirt there was no level of um like understand like and they have a female principal like you would think mm-hmm. there would be and something going on like the the family is one thing and henry is another but like as a school um it's like they threw her to the wolves and then left her there um yeah because she was in the yearbook right it says that she was like most outgoing and usually in the yearbook when you're voted for that you're like one of the popular kids right so like you mean to tell me that no one was willing to stick up for her at all that seems really weird to me yeah and that's that says a lot about all those people at the school like if the adults are all like super villains what's up with the teenagers like let's have a talk here because either you're all like super villains in the making or you're all brainwashed or what is going on are only the losers good people in the school (laughs) i know are they giving them something like the food and the losers don't eat like i don't know what's going on I think we're going to definitely get more about, like, what's going on in the school. Because, like, if we, like, kind of fast forward to, like, more towards the end of the episode, we see that the principal is questionable. Like, she's visiting Brainwave in his hospital room. So there's something rotten at that school. Yeah, and playing music for Brainwaves. Like, she sort of figured that could help. Like, there's something there. Mm -hmm. So they're all evil. Okay. Yeah. Every one of the adults. That still does not explain <laughs> the kids. And it absolutely does not explain what happened to Jolanda's costume. What was that? That was so cool. I was like freaking out. I was like, oh, you know, Corny's going to have to go back to her Pinterest board <laughs> right? and figure out like where to get another sewing machine because she broke all the ones at school. But like it just like formed her. It seemed to me like it reminded me of um, like the Black Panther suit. You know, like, right. it, you know, like yeah. Wakandan technology. I was like, that's really dope. I love this. I I really loved it, especially because that was such a cute scene when Jolanda first came out um, and she looked like she was wearing this and it was too big and it obviously was too big on her. Like Ted's suit was not going <laughs> to fit her. Um, no way. And, and it was so funny. And I, I think it was really good the way they related to each other, the way they work together. I know we're not going to get just the two of them for too long, but they work together really well um, in this episode. Yeah, I agree. And like with her, Sue, I think there was some level of authenticity because like Lizzie and I both have like done boxing training and like the smell of your equipment and clothes when you're a boxer, like it's a very... Yeah it's a very unique sweat smell so yeah. like the fact that she was like oh like this smells terrible I'm like yeah i i know that smell <laughs> like that's a boxer smell um yeah and you're right i really loved all of the that whole scene where they kind of break into the hospital <laughs> Like, right. I don't think I took any notes during that part because I was just so entertained by watching them and like how they're just trying to figure out how to be heroes. It was so adorable. He looked like I, I think the best part now of the episode was them looking on Wikipedia to see what powers <laughs> Wildcat had. I was like, this is the more, most meta thing. And I absolutely <laughs> loved it. They were back and they were like, look, these are the powers you're supposed to have. Where are they? And then they were both like, 
kids don't, they should have asked Pat though it's probably a good idea that they didn't because Pat was going to freak out and he is when he finds out you know what I I wanted to talk about a little bit was like with Wildcat's powers isn't one of them that he can't die or that he has like multiple lives like a cat so firstly how did Wildcat die in the first place secondly do you think Yolanda is going to have I think there's going to be some sort of scare where like they're going to go into a big boss battle and like something huge is going to happen to Yolanda where we think she's going to die but then those other wildcat powers kick in that's my theory yeah because i mean everything we've seen so far seems to be related to the suit um but in the comics all of the wildcat's powers don't come from his suit Mm -hmm. um so it's interesting because i mean we have this new generation of kids with powers and or kids that might end up having powers. And it's like, why? I mean, I know Courtney thinks she's got a reason. And she mentioned Starman as her dad again and again and again. Again and, the more, and again. The more she does, the more I'm convinced they're not going to, like, um, go off the comics and actually have him be her dad. Like, because I think that's sort of the journey. That you think you're a superhero because he's your dad and you're just a superhero because you're you're a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I think... In a way, that that was sort of like the mini journey for Jolanda this episode. Uh, sort of like, you because she was trying to like find herself and be like, prove to her family and whatever. And th- that didn't work. Like, she, she just had to stop making apologies and just go out and be herself. Yeah, she, you, you can see there's a bit of a difference between uh, she and Courtney... At a very base level, because Courtney is very like Courtney would have jumped off the building. You know right, what I mean? Like right. she would have gone, she would have just went for it. Whereas Yolanda is a little more careful because she has to be now because she's been so incredibly hurt. Right. So she has to be more careful. And I think that's affecting her decisions, obviously. And in this case, it's a good decision because yeah, maybe you don't jump off a building unless you have to, and then hope those powers kick in. Yeah. yeah, like like not to like first night as a superhero, let's jump of a building. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that will come up at some point. At some point you'll have to jump of a building, like like you said. This this is all like set up. Um but like another thing that's kind of set up in this episode is Cindy as sort of like because Cindy tells Courtney, you'll never see me coming. hmm And I was like, Oh girl. Like, if I'm going to have a superhero female team, I would like a a villain, a female villain. I mean, I know Cindy's not, like, super villainy. Um, she's a teenager, but so is Courtney and so is Yolanda, so. Yeah, but we did get, you know, an extended Dragon King scene, and mm-hmm. he says to Icicle, I've been working on my daughter, which we know from the comics means he's been experimenting on her right that is so those true. something's gonna kick in like either that like brainwashing her dad does or like literal like physical experiments we're gonna see probably towards the end of the season what that actually means and courtney's gonna have no idea that something like that was even possible yeah i i find it interesting um because courtney like she she thinks she's got it all figured out 
now she's gonna get a team and it's all gonna be awesome um and and you can tell that she's not listening to pat um like even at the, there's a part sort of at the beginning of the episode and i'm gonna make like a little pause here and talk about pat making barbara uh breakfast to take to work because it is just oh. the cutest thing isn't it eggs or something too like it's just something that's so cute and wholesome yes god pat (laughs) Um, yeah and then also uh like i keep jumping from from one idea to the other but uh i courtney is obviously not listening to pat but um like do you think pat is gonna take a look at that um toaster and be like "Mm, this reminds me of wildcat yeah, I mean, there's no way he didn't see, like, what Wildcat leaves behind. Because when you're a fighter like Wildcat, you are using all of the tools at your disposal. Like, those marks have to be so recognizable. And you can't, like, explain that away. Like, what are you going to say that was? Like, there's, what, like, a killer raccoon broke into your house? Like, no, it's Wildcat. Right, but, like, do you think he's going to figure it out before she gets to recruit um, the new Dr. Midnight um like or is he gonna be like next at near the end of episode five for example oh i don't know because as soon as he catches wind of courtney's recruiting he's gonna try his best to stop it right so i would imagine he doesn't really find out until after she's kind of you know passed out all of her goodies (laughs) right or at least the the main goodies like we know we're gonna get because we saw that in a little bit in crisis we know we're going to get Wildcat. We know we're going to get Our Man. We know we're going to get Dr. Midnight and then Stripe. Um, mm-hmm. um, previously, before we started recording, we, we talked about a couple of other things um, that were not previously teased. Um, for example, the Pink Pen and Thunderbolt. You want to squeal about that? So I think I talked about in the last episode how I hoped that, and I said his name wrong because in the episode, this episode, they said Jakeem. So we're going to say it the way the characters are saying it. So Jakeem, Mike's friend, is going to come over, which ties directly into Jakeem Thunder from the comics, who is the generation who has the Thunderbolt. And that is enormously exciting. Although it's interesting because if he's Mike's friend, he's going to be significantly younger like I don't know how if he is if Jakeem is going to be around like Courtney's age I don't know how they would explain how he's friends with Mike so does that mean he's going to be younger I don't know I assumed he was younger um I mean at this point it's gonna be weird everyone's gonna have powers and be doing super impressive stuff except Mike and Barbara (laughs) at least Barbara has her job Mike's gonna be like sitting at home eating pop tarts for Mike (laughs) well I like I'm glad that Courtney is doing this recruiting because I don't trust Pat's plan like I love Pat I want him to make me eggs in the morning but his plan of like we have to find the villains before they find us and then alert the authorities which Courtney rightly says well what if they are the authorities like yeah like the younger generation definitely has a pattern of questioning like existing authority structure that maybe like older generations don't and I'm glad that Courtney brought this up because this could be like a systemic problem right and then um 
Jolana and Courtney also get to make fun of the names, like Injustice. It's funny. Like, they wouldn't be teenagers if they were making fun of the Injustice Society of America. (laughs) Because it's kind of a mouthful. Um, And I appreciated that uh, they were making fun of it. Um, Even though, in general, the whole thing was bad. is like, they're not listening to each other. It's not so much Courtney's not listening to Pat, which she isn't. Even on things that are normal, parent-like, that he's telling her she isn't. Uh, but it's also Pat is not listening to her because I don't think they're like a team yet. They don't trust each other in the superhero sense. Um, because mm-hmm. I do I do believe Pat has to, and he's going to, when he finds all these teenagers, he's going to have to give a little also before they can actually be the Justice Society of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they are certainly, they are setting up a lot in this episode. Like, going back to um, Pat a little bit more, where he has that conversation with Denise. Oh, yes. Yeah, so that family just cannot catch a break because I don't, we don't know if Denise is dead, like the rest of her family, but something happened to the point where she had to leave her cat and as a cat person, there's no way you're leaving your cat unless it is a very, very dangerous situation. I mean, I assume she was dead. She could have been kidnapped, but I don't know what exactly would be the the reason to kidnap her. Like, why would she be valuable enough to kidnap? Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I like, I will assume she's dead. And I think Pat assumes she's dead. That's sort of like the phase he makes at the end. And he's like, oops. Um, and I, I hope his next thought is, hmm, maybe Courtney is right. Maybe, like, calling the police is not exactly, like, what we should be thinking about now. Um, yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was like, maybe this will finally get Pat and Courtney on the same page because it's not just affecting, like, kids at Courtney's school anymore. Like, it's also affecting, like, the grown-ups in town. So maybe he'll start taking it just... Not that he wouldn't take it seriously from Joey's death in the previous episode, but I think like once these things start to add up, he has to take it all a little more seriously. I mean, he's also looking at it from the I don't want anything to happen to Courtney uh, point of view, which she isn't looking at it like that because she does not care. Like, you know, Courtney, like she jumps into danger, just like she jumped into telling Yolanda about all of this and girl, her pitch needed work. (laughs) <laughs> like when she just went to jo- I was like what is this how you're doing it Courtney because you're worse than Pat <laughs> yeah I'm like Courtney you've had friends before right like you know how to talk to people don't you what are you doing I don't know has she had we saw a picture of her and a friend <laughs> in the pilot episode we know she has at least one friend God, I, like, by the way she, like, went up to Yolanda at first, I'd be like, and I know it's not, like, super easy to be like, hey, I'm a superhero, you want to be a superhero too? But, like, don't lead with that, Courtney. Especially yeah, like, when you don't know her. You know what? Like, start with some basic small talk. Right? You know, like, hey, um, seen any good movies recently? Oh, have you watched like that new Batman movie? Aren't superheroes cool? And then you continue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even asking for much, just like a little bit. 
but that is very Courtney, um, the way she approached it. Um, and I mean, I can understand. Yolanda had a little bit of a, your, a journey in this episode, too, because she went into this as it felt 100% revenge. And then she couldn't do what she thought she wanted to do, which was hurt Henry. Um, which I feel like at some point we're just gonna all regret that you didn't hurt Henry. You oh, know, because he's a jerk. Right, he's not exactly like uh, superhero material here. He's um, the worst. God, and just then the worst. Yes, and then but the, but they did all of that, and then did they they didn't really find out much. They just became closer friends, and then Beth saw them. Because she is the only, like, when her mom was like, you don't have to come eat with me. And she was like, yes, you're my best friend, mom. I was like, oh, my God, please. This, <laughs> this girl needs friends, like, yesterday. Yeah, it seems, again, like, I think we're getting into, like, building a group of friends. Because it seems like, in their own ways, each of these girls needs, like, a friend. Like, they just need that that comfort, that friendships with fellow girls brings you you know right and then we are gonna bring a boy into this and we and the next episode is called our man and dr midnight and have we even seen rex like not I rex oh, have no. we even, yes have we even seen him i was like dad rex not rex but have we even seen him like i don't know I mean, she wasn't, we didn't even see Courtney in class or in the cafeteria this episode. So I don't I mean, recall seeing any other young man. I mean, I, we might have see, seen him in one of the first episodes in those big shots of the kids. But I would not recognize him if, if you told me which kid he was. Um, so I, it's weird to me. I thought we would have seen him before. Um, like, I know, I know we've seen Rex Tyler, the dad. Um, but, like, which one is Rick? I have no idea. None whatsoever. And, like, I'm glad that they spent the time, though, to build up um, Beth and Yolanda a little bit more before giving them, like, suits and powers. I just really appreciate them really taking that time because, like, the superhero TV world is so heavy with the male superheroes getting their like squad together it's just i don't know it was just like really refreshing to me for some reason i think it's because of their youth really i mean i am assuming that um he is the other kid in the loser's table okay we see the loser's table in the cafeteria yes because we see beth and we we see yolanda and we see another kid that i don't think speaks um in that scene i am assuming that um is our armin and like you said like even though they build up yolanda and bet a little more than him i don't actually mind because i mean guys get a lot more build up and this is star girl mm-hmm. so and i don't think unless they're deviating a lot from the comics that he's gonna come in as a, a love interest or anything like that um he can just be another loser who ends up not being a loser. Yeah, and that's actually nice. Like, instead of pushing 
any sort of like romantic connection to just have them all working on the squad together as friends. Like I know I kept saying girl gang and girl squad, but like it'll actually be nice to throw a guy in there and like just have them all be friends. Right. You know, like that's that's something that doesn't get explored very often. Like if you think about the CW shows, wasn't there like flirtation between like Barry and Felicity and then right. like when they first brought Kara and Barry together, wasn't there also a bit of like a flirty vibe or did I just want that flirty vibe to happen? I actually I, don't remember now. <laughs> I, I don't think there, there was meant to be one. It's just that I think Grant and Melissa have a lot of chemistry. So it came off a little flirty. Um, but yeah, the, the, those, the Arrowverse shows do a lot. Like, because Iris has also commented on Oliver Queen's um general handsomeness a couple of times mm-hmm. and i just i just want to get a little bit away from that especially because these are teenagers um i mean i know um we watch these tv shows and they make you think that all you do in high school is date guys and then date another guy and then date your best friend's ex-boyfriend but that's not actually what high school is like <laughs> i promise <laughs> Yeah, unless your high school is like a Bravo reality show, then no, it's not going to be like that. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm I'm very much looking forward to them just being a team. Uh, hopefully we get um, a couple of episodes of them figuring out. Like, I assume since the next episode is going to bring both of them. Um, of both of them, it's called um, Our Man and Dr. Midnight. I assume we will get Pat finding out probably at the, the end of next episode. Um, and then we are going to have to go into a different part, which is training them all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because they clearly very much need training. Although the radios and the mask is very convenient, and I'm glad that they explained that that's how they would communicate with each other they clearly do need like it's one thing to kind of go rogue and be a vigilante but working on a team is a totally different thing so I would hope that they would have that figured out before they jump into crisis whenever that happens right and then um episode six is called the justice society so I assume for that to sort of be a thing Pat's gonna have to find out if not at the end of five, somewhere in six, and then you can have your team and then it can all go, you know, things can start um, getting problematic in episode seven because obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of problematic, going back to the Dragon King thing for a bit because he, Dragon King, Dr. Ito and Jordan, I'm trying to refer to them by both of their, like, people names and villain names a little, like... (laughs) So that I'm not, like, getting confusing. So Icicle and Dragon King, or Dr. Yo and Jordan, they have a conversation. And Jordan says, tell me what you need to complete your machine, and I'll provide it. Because it's going to have something to do with his Project New America, which we've been trying to figure out for the past couple episodes. And to me, if there's a machine involved, it recalls a plot from the Stars and Stripe comic because there was a brainwashing plot that was doing like Dragon King was doing mind control via satellite and that's why we get that like big moment in the comics of Courtney like turning against Pat 
and that Ooh. creates like a great emotional payoff. I think there's something there with this machine thing, potentially brainwashing, and like it could potentially like go countrywide, which is why they needed the JSA, which is why they need a team because it's going to be this huge master plan that this team, this new young team is going to have to fight against. But again, that's just my theory. No, it, it's interesting because another thing um, Dragon King says is um, that he wants, may I have his body um, about the magician, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. I mean, I know he likes to experiment, but why exactly would he want the body for? Um, and is it something that will allow us to get the actor back for at least another episode or something? It's interesting because, I mean... I, I don't put a lot of things past Dragon King. Um, mm -hmm. So who knows what they could do with that and what... I mean, I think we sort of got a little bit of an idea what the end game here is, but we are still on the building the team part of this. So it's still hard to have an idea of what the end game is for the first season. Mm -hmm. um, we still need a lot of characters that we've seen very little of. We know we're going to get it um stella smith is gonna come in as uh the daughter of uh crusher crook and paula brooks we haven't seen either we haven't seen a lot of characters that we know um uh, we well i mean we saw stella for a little bit mm -hmm. uh, but we haven't really seen um all the members of the injustice society we haven't spent as much time with them and I mean, as we talked about, we haven't really seen even the new Hour Man. So there's a lot there. Yeah, we keep getting name drops and Easter eggs to other characters. Because Dragon King also says um, that I'll never betray you, not like the Shade. Which I had to Google who that was because like, I don't remember who the Shade is. And uh, the Shade is a prominent Flash villain. And I know we were talking about like Flash theories in our previous episode. So I really do think they're trying to set up an incoming flash at some point, in addition to all of these heroes that we have already. Just we have so many people and I, I think it'll all make more sense when they're divided into this is the JSA, this is the Injustice Society, and at least they're on teams and it'll be easier for them to sort of relate to each other. I mean, there are some people who will always sort of be on the outside like bad parents um but m i think it'll make more sense once we get to at least episode six and we have the jsa or at least the beginnings of the jsa because we won't have i don't think we will have uh thunderbolt as early as episode uh six and i we still haven't talked about the green lantern lantern which we have no idea if it's just an easter egg something that they're planning for season two or something mm -hmm. that's just a fun wink. Yeah, because she has a huge bag full of goodies, and we don't know when she will be dispensing these relics. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of potential there. And I also liked, there was a detail, I think, like, um, Courtney was trying to, like, be like, oh, it like, it's, they're a part of the JSA. And she's like, who's that? So clearly the, <laughs> the JSA and the Injustice Society weren't like famous enough for people to still remember them 10 years later. Maybe it's like me making like 
I don't know, what's a very 2010s reference? Like if I started talking about like Fallout Boy or something and a teenager wouldn't know what I'm talking about, it's kind of like that. No, yeah, yeah. And it, it's funny to see, I mean, the new generation sort of making fun of a few things um, that they have, just like we were talking about Yolanda and Courtney making fun of the Injustice Society and the names, and they haven't even gotten into Stripesy yet because, I mean, <laughs> we're all allowed to make fun of Stripesy. For um, sure. Please. It's like a rule. Uh, we make fun of Stripesy. Um, but... All of this is going to tie into something we just don't know because there are still so many moving parts um, mm-hmm. with so many, like, uh, for example, Cameron, um, um, the son of Icicle. Um, mm-hmm. Is he going to be Icicle? Because we also, we did see him for more than two seconds and he was being very nice to y'all and we haven't seen him again. Um, and then that's like... Um, I we talked about how we believe one of the members of one one of the kids that's tied to the Injustice Society would probably not. I mean, I don't think they're all gonna be like, "Yay, we want to be a supervillain," but which one will be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't really know. Um, we haven't seen oh, it's Artemis. Yeah, Stella Smith's character Artemis. Like, we know that. She's going to be incoming, but we don't really know where she's going to fall either. It wasn't made like entirely clear because we haven't really gotten any. Actually, no. Have she gotten? Has she gotten a speaking scene yet, or have we just seen her? No, I think we've just seen her. And have we seen her mom? Have we seen her? I don't. Isn't her mom the gym teacher? Oh yes, her mom is a gym. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. her mom is. Like we've gotten like that's that's the thing we've gotten like seconds of so many big characters and villains and um I mean we haven't seen her dad right we haven't seen Sportsmaster we haven't <laughs> right we well, I mean, miss we saw, we saw him as like being like douchey gym bro but we haven't right. seen him as Sportsmaster Sports now if I miss Sportsmaster oh I can't wait. <laughs> We have a lot of thoughts about Sportsmaster, which we also talked about in season zero. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to that episode. And also just seeing more of Stella Smith's character. I like as a like a personal note, like her Twitter account is so delightful. Like she's I... clearly so proud to be a part of this show. I just adore the actress. So I'm excited to see that character on screen. Yeah, that always makes it easier. And because when you like feel like you like the actress, it, it just makes it so much easier. Um, though I, I think we've got in general a good vibe with most of the Stargirl cast. Like they they feel on screen, they feel like they got a good vibe. There's a good chemistry about this group of people. Yeah, I agree. Like with with the um the younger generation characters, but also how they interact with their like adult characters too. Like everyone seems to be, it's like a well-oiled machine, you know, like it's just all, it all flows. It all feels very natural to me. Yes. And I think that speaks to how important the whole story is um, to the people behind the scenes. Like we know the backstory of Stargirl and we know what it means. 
um, and I think you can see it. Um, there's a level of care put into mm -hmm. the story um, that I mean, we as someone who, as, as people who are like not only watching but have to talk about the show, we sort of appreciate a lot. Oh my gosh, how did we get this far? Speaking of appreciation, how did we get this far without talking about Courtney's cute little doodles on her note oh God, to Yolanda? Yes, yes. I, I had it, like that was my next note. It says Courtney's <laughs> note in big thing, and I tried to like uh, draw it like she did, but I, I, I can't. But it was like. <laughs> It was borderline. It was so cute that it was borderline. If you told me you were setting this up as a ship, I'd be like, okay, what's the ship name? But if not, I'd be like, this is the cutest friendship ever. I love them. I know, because it's she drew a star and she drew a cat. And I made a joke to Lizzie like a week ago about how like if we do ship them, you know their name's gonna be Star Cat. And then we saw it in her note. I freaked out a little bit. I was like, can I predict the future? Is that what I just did? What power do I have? It was so cute. It was super cute. And then I, I think Courtney, like, I mean, not only were we, we needed to get to the JSA, but Courtney was missing a friend. Like, as fun as it is to see the back and forth with Pat, it can get a little old because it's just the two of them not listening to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's good to bring in, again, like, those different types of relationships that you have with others, especially at that age. It's going to be super entertaining. Yes. And um, I think that's it. I mean, I can't wait for the next episode. I know, because we're going to keep getting more. It's very, this show is very satisfying because you know there's always going to be more. Like, we're going to get even more characters. We're going to get more questions answered. They're slowly, like, revealing what the big villainous plot's going to be. I can't wait. Uh, same here same here and like after we had so long to wait and we read the comics and whatever it, it to see the comic book not and the easter eggs is supremely satisfying mm -hmm. yeah so yes uh you can visit stargirlpodcast.com for all the latest news about the stargirl show follow us on facebook and twitter at stargirl podcast as well you can subscribe to stargirl podcast on apple Podcasts, stitcher radio and google play and while you're on Apple Podcasts, hit us up with some five-star reviews. Please, I, like, I know I said this every time, but five stars. We've gotten a few of you who are not listening to our instructions, okay? <laughs> yeah, we won't get into it. But yes, we hope that we get a couple of more five-star reviews to balance out a particularly ignorant review that we got. <laughs> But that's all I'm going to say. Uh, don't forget that we are part of the DC TV Podcast Network with podcasts for all the DC shows at dctvpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Last but not least, please subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. We also have our own tea public store. So if you're interested in DC TV related merchandise, click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear. It does help support the network so we can continue to make these podcasts. And if you have any questions or thoughts about Stargirl, please email us at stargirlpodcast at gmail.com. Honestly, it's probably better if you tweet at us though, because I think we check that one a little bit more. But by all means, if you have like a longer comment, then yeah, go ahead and email us. Yes, see you later. Bye.